everybody, it's Matt Powers. I'm a seed saver, gardener, teacher, and family guy. And I teach people all over the world how to live more regeneratively, how to use permaculture to solve their everyday problems, and how to figure out how we're gonna take this world by storm with regeneration. Use permaculture to see a, a more abundant future that's waiting for us all in so many different niches and so many different ways. The world we currently have is rapidly being changed behind the scenes in preparation for this new abundant world, this post-fossil fuels, post-degenerative world. We have a regenerative world coming. So 2018, I really do believe, is the year that we're gonna be really kicking this off. So uh, tomorrow I'm gonna to be talking about keys to regenerative 2018 on New Year's Day. I hope that you join me there live tomorrow mid-morning. And today I'm talking about the six keys to winter gardening. And so, I, are you intimidated by winter gardening? Because I was, I was. I, I, I felt like, you know, that had to be the hardest gardening. You know, clearly, you know, winter. It's warm and that's when plants grow. In the winter, they just don't grow. And then I started seeing these pictures of people like, you know, like digging the snow and pulling out like crops and it just blew my mind. And I was like, someone's doing it. They, they figured it out. And what was going on with me was it was really holding me back in the spring and summer because I wasn't doing winter gardening. And this may be something that you need to hear. This may be something that you're always, you know, when you start the season, it's like always an uphill battle. You're like, oh, spring's coming. I have to do all that work to get the garden to work this year. I have to start the fight. But what happened after a few years of doing the winter gardening was by the time spring came, I had a clear palette. I had designed it in such a way that it was easy to manage. That it got better every year and it set itself up to be exactly what I needed and wanted to make the least amount of work. So these keys are going to help you do that. All right. And the, you know, these, the, these keys will guide you and they won't, you know, give you all the specific, all the details. That's why I have a permaculture gardening course. You should join us. We have a week before the live course begins. It's half price. It's only $97 for an eight week course. People say it's my best course. I think you're going to love it. But these keys make it easier to garden in winter because, you know, winter gardening is easier in general for, for, for certain reasons. And th these keys, you know, supercharge it, but there's less options, you know, so it's easier to make a decision, you know, and then things move slower in winter, except for that frost, that killing frost comes suddenly, but everything else is moving slow. It grows really slow. So, you know, it's easier to adapt to and move things around and the plants are like half asleep and, you know, so unbelievable things kind of happen. Things go into storage, things slow down. So that in a sense is much easier. Um, and then there's nothing else growing on. So it feels really good. So it's really easy to be enthusiastic about the winter garden when it's growing because you're like, yeah, I mean, I got this garden, look at it, it's growing great. And it makes it, the enthusiasm makes it much easier to work on and stay connected to it. Especially because most of us feel like winter garden, that doesn't seem like possible. But it, it so is, and when you realize how fun it can be, it's awesome. All right, so number one key, the six keys to winter gardening. Number one, start earlier than you think. 
For the first few years that I tried winter gardening, they were absolute failures. The weeds took it all over. I'm like, what is going on here? Why are the weeds doing so well? Why are my plants, you know what I mean? My plants don't grow fast enough. They start off and it's too cold already. So they're slow motion growing. And then that killing frost came and they weren't big enough to have that protective canopy so that those outer leaves die, leaving that root mass of energy to regenerate at different times over the winter. Got that? It needs that stable foundation, that root mass. And that is why the next, the next key is choose your plants wisely. Okay, so this is mostly brassicas, mostly legumes. You're gonna wanna look for words like Siberian. And when I say legumes, I mean beans and peas. So fava beans, you know, uh, snow peas, uh, field peas. You're gonna wanna look for words though. That when you go through people's uh, guides online, you wanna search for Siberian, winter, hiver, H-I-V-E-R, it's French for winter. Um, shortest, fall, because the fall crops can sometimes hold over winter if you've got a light winter or if you do other things that we're gonna talk about. And then hunger gap, okay? The hunger gap is really interesting. It's the end of the winter. It's the early, early spring. And for a lot of people, there's nothing growing. They've run out of their food stores and this was the hunger gap. This is when food simplifies and people's nutrition dips. Um, and, and this is the late winter. This is when, um, think, you know, things are, are no, people are very unhappy. <laughs> They've run out of their internal stores of all the warmth and sunshine from summer. And they're, 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 they're wanting that spring to come, but it just doesn't come fast enough. There's nothing growing in the garden. This is the hunger gap, but there are plants that have been grown and designed and bred for this gap. And so if you type in hunger gap, you'll find them. All right. And then orientation and placement. Well, you're gonna wanna orient towards that winter sun, right? You're, you're gonna wanna get the most sun. And then you're gonna wanna place it in such a way that it creates like a microclimate. It's a classic permaculture thing. So you, you could have rocks that, you know, take that, that sun and then turn it into heat and that resonates throughout the night and then keeps that soil around it warmer. You could be using native plants also to keep it warmer. You could do all these different things. You could have windbreak to keep those cooling winds off. You could have uh, water or pond to reflect the sun so that plant gets double sun or that rock and plant get double sun. And then they, you know, there's all these different really cool methodologies. Uh, and then number four is mulch blankets. Now, I didn't get this uh, for a while. This took a while to sink in. And once I understood that mulch was this great mitigator, right? And so in summer, when it was way too hot, I used mulch to lower soil temps, 40 degrees. It was totally crazy. And then I used mulch blankets in winter to keep things warmer. And you actually can have, I mean, you can get really crazy and creative with this. You could have decomposition um, in your garden. You could have pit, you know, um, like compost heaps. You could, you could do lots of different interesting things and, and you can create a lot of heat. But just in general, mulch blankets are amazing things to do. Uh, wood chips work, um, but ideally stuff that, that, that is going to um, allow for your plant to turn it all into soil above it without it being like uh, something else, you know what I mean? 
without it being negative. And there, there, there are certain instances where it can be negative. Um, five, water when it's warm and water minimally. Um, so what I want you to do is I want you to water when it's when the water's going to be warm. Maybe have that black that black hose in the sun for a few hours first, so that when you're watering, that water is warm. Because a lot of times people are pumping from that big tank that's behind your house, and it's ice cold water, and you're like, oh, I water at night. You know, it conserves the water, and that's your summer routine. And then you don't change that; it carries over into winter, and then you're soaking your stuff at night too much water, and then it's so cold that it freezes everyone out. And, and you, just, you, you just destroy, you know, you just destroy what you're working on um, in a lot of ways by just freezing it out and, 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 um, and overwatering it. So watering minimally um, keeps it warmer because <laughs> otherwise you're conducting a lot, and unless it's warm water, but you know, that's harder to do. Um, and without also without shocking the plants, you want to keep it within that that, that Goldilocks range, right? All right, number six. Now this is a maybe. Um, if you're in an area like Canada or one, you know, zone, you know, eight or seven on down, you're gonna consider this. So if you have old windows, you can do what my great grandfather did in Virginia. And he did like boxes and then he put windows on top of them so he could literally open the window and get out his plants and close the window and leave it right there in his garden. And they could pick it up and move it to a different area when he was you know, shifting his garden or what have you. But that is the same idea behind a cloche with a glass enclosure, same idea behind a hoop house, and the same idea behind a greenhouse. Though, keep in mind, everyone is using plastic. I can totally understand that. But the future is us using glass, the future is us using wood and glass and things that are not gonna gas off and then put endocrine disruptors and other things into our foods because these plastics are all doing that. So all the greenhouses, all the hoop houses, they've been studying this uh, and there's papers on it. So just keep that in mind, the future glass. So look at those old windows, you know, they can be so precious. All right, even if it's too late in your area and you're like, Matt, it's too late to garden. I, I, I don't have that runway. Why are you telling me? I'm in the middle of winter and, and now, now I feel left out. Well, I'm here to tell you that the early spring is your time to leap into this. This same group of plants will perform really well in that early spring because they can sprout and they also grow really fast. What are these? I mean, we're talking about like mustard. We're talking about fava beans peas, uh, we're talking about um, kale, we're talking about um, things that, like turnips, radishes, things that grow really, really fast, and then you move on right into spring. And they're taking up space, they're, they're, they're occupying and, and, and the, the area and covering the soil, protecting it. That's why radishes are a cover crop. They are. That's why, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why legumes are a cover crop. So these things that we can eat are also things that people are using just to improve their soil and then chopping and dropping and letting compost in place and then having it, and this is what I was doing, I was chopping and dropping it at the end of the season, leaving select areas for seed saving so that the seed pods would fully dry down and have enough seed for the next season. But the rest of it is chopped and dropped 
just went out with, with a knife with my son and just chop, chop, chop. And then a few weeks later, you just have this mulch, this wonderful nitrogenous mulch. And you have all this clear area and you just plant right in it or you throw sow right in it. It's really, really easy. So even if you haven't done a winter garden, even if it's too late to winter garden, I recommend that you dive into this and get some confidence. Do it this year so that this winter that's coming, you know, later on, you feel ready to do it. And you feel like, oh no, I've got the seeds already saved for this. Okay? It's gonna be fun. I guarantee that if you get good at winter gardening, it's going to improve the rest of your gardening experience. It's going to make it easier to rock the summer and spring gardening experience. I talk about this in tons more. We go into so much depth and there's tons of depth to be had. In the Permaculture Gardening Live course, which starts January 8th, we have a lot of people signing up right now. I woke up this morning and saw tons of signups, which was wonderful. And it's all alumni too. So we're gonna have over a hundred different participants who have taken this course, who have applied the knowledge, who have experience and are enthusiastic and excited about it to also dive in, share their experience, share their plans, share their insights so that all the different climates that, that we work with in the permaculture gardening gets actual faces tied to them from all over the world. And you actually can collaborate. And this is the fun because everyone gets involved and it's a positive, supportive environment and community that you get lifetime access to. And it's only half price right now. So dive in thepermaculturestudent.com to click courses. I will see you in the course. It's gonna be so much fun. And I will see you tomorrow. We're gonna to be talking about keys to regenerative 2018. I hope that you're excited because I know that we all have reason to be grateful, have reason to be super excited about the changes that are being made. I just, you know, this morning I was thinking about my future grandchildren and the world that they were going to inherit when we put these changes in. They're going to be part of this great movement to heal what generations have done and, and undone, really. They're going to be part of this huge regeneration and they're gonna come in in the middle of it. You know, they're gonna come in when things are robust and moving and they're going to see this culture, this people, this world of all these different celebrations and preser pre preservations of our, our traditions and cultures being celebrated and saving us, and they're gonna be so full of hope, so full of confidence. We're going to see, we're gonna see something that we've never seen. We're gonna not see these teenagers, you know, who are beaten down, who are depressed, who are worried about, you know, them not knowing who they are. These kids are gonna be supercharged because they're gonna know who they are, what they can do, what they can, you know, restore, regenerate, and how they can be ethical, how they can live lives of meaning, of contribution, of connection. And that's what this year is about. This year is about starting that future. And the, everything's aligning, the stars are aligning, you know, everything is coming together right now. The Advanced Permaculture Student Online course, which is the first advanced permaculture certification that I know of, it's got over 35 it's got over 35 guest teachers right now. It's more teachers than you would experience in college 
in this one course and it's you know the fraction of a regular college course in cost so that's happening <laughs> it's the first regenerative trade school there's that that and then there's so much else happening the regenerative organic certification standards I mean, beyond organic, we've all been talking about beyond organic for several years now, but now, after all that talk, people have put the money on the line, they put the words on paper, and they pushed it through. And we've, got, we've gotten the legislation in place. And now, <laughs> now, we have the opportunity to vote with our dollars and say, no, 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 organic isn't good enough. We want beyond organic. People like non well, groups like non-toxic Irvine, right? They're declaring cities must be non-toxic for the sake of our future. And we're gonna see this spread like wildfire, a positive wildfire of great things. I am full of excitement, enthusiasm. I'm ecstatic about what's happening. And I hope that you are too. I hope that you feel right now so much you know, gratitude for what is happening in the world. I know there's tons of negative things, but what's happening is that we're responding with so much positive that I can see who's stronger. We can see, you know, the writing's on the wall. You know, people are going to have to wake up and they are waking up and you can be part of that. So thank you so much for being part of this regenerative new year. Happy New Year's. Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. I'm Matt Powers. Happy New Year. <laughs>